Welcome to Relationship with Jesus. It's been a while. Today we're having a couch sitting. Our, we'll be completing our faith series. We give thanks to God. Today's topic is called Faith by the Cross. Having faith in the cross. Hallelujah. Before we continue, we'll say a little short prayer. Father, as we go on, open the eyes of our understanding and speak to us through me as you've always done. And go forth with your wonderful presence and glory. Should we understand the journey which you took for us on the cross and understand where thou is coming from, from where you come from, in Jesus' name, amen. Pardon me, I really, really love sometimes going back and speaking in the speaking in the way of the King James Version. Although I don't really read so much of the King James Version, but I love it as well. It goes in sometimes. So, how has everyone been? I believe everyone has been okay. Now, I want us to get our Bibles, or if you're on the road, be attentive to listen to the scriptures. I want to talk about the cross and why having faith in the cross boosts your faith from the next, takes your faith to the next level. Faith in the cross and faith by the cross. That's how we live. That's how we know the encounters which we have. That is how we know you've met Jesus. It's the walk of the cross that Jesus did that makes you understand what it means to call yourself a witness. You know, I will always say on this podcast, Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is an intimate relationship spiritually with a wonderful father who came in flesh just to save you and make you his son. You see, our first, our opening verse will be from Acts chapter 13. That's where I'm going to be starting this from. I'm going to be starting my teaching from, yes, it's a teaching, it's Bible school. We don't really get the Bible school moments every time, but today the word has been detailed and brought to life by the Lord to me. So I'll be following his guidance according to which way he has spoken to me so firstly i would like to start by acts chapter 13 verse 16. you see in this place verse 16 i'm reading from verse 16 niv standing up paul mentioned with his hand and said fellow israelites and you gentiles who worship god Listen to me. The God of the people of Israel chose our ancestors. He made the people prosper during their stay in Egypt. With mighty power, he led them out of that country. For about 40 years, he endured their conduct in the wilderness. You see now, God brought out the people of Israelites from... This story backs way back. From the time when... God revealed to Abraham that he would be a father of all nations. 
and he also tell, told him that his people were being captive for 400 years. So after that happened, after Abraham passed, Jacob came, Isaac came, and then that word with the Lord told Abraham, he became a father of all nations. They came, went into captivity and God brought them out. And God said something to Abraham. He said, I will punish those who have kept your people in captivity. And that's why he said, with mighty power, he led them out of the country. And verse 18, for about 40 years, he endured their conduct in the wilderness. In the wilderness, the people of Israel, who, who have seen the mighty works of God, fell back into sin. They started serving several different kinds of idols. They did a lot of things that were not good to God. But God endured their conduct in all his message. If you read the Old Testament, a lot of people are judgmental about it. But I see the unwavering love of God. That God has been saying the same thing from Old Testament to New. He loves you. I will take care of you. If you abide by my law and my decree, I will be there for you. Same thing. Then he continued and he said in verse 19, and he overthrew seven nations in Canaan, giving their land to his people as their inheritance. As he said, now 20. All this took about 450 years. After this, God gave them judges. Until the time of Samuel the prophet, then the people asked for a king, and he gave them Saul, son of Kish, of the tribe of Benjamin, who ruled 40 years. After removing Saul, because God removed Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. David, showing David here is an example of the relationship God wants to have with us. I have found, I have found me, Anonymous, a man after God's heart, doing everything I want him to do, everything he tells me to do. It is by his grace do we, are we obedient. We hold on to his grace because man is an incompetent being. Since the time that Adam fell, we fell from that point of total communion with God and total obedience. Even Adam fell by the trickery of devil. But when I was reading this morning to prepare, I read from Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and God says, let us make man in our image, in our image, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Let us make man in our image, giving him dominion over the beds of the sky, over the things that crawl. All dominion has been given to us. And by the second Adam which came, which was Jesus, which I'll be talking about later, he gave us back this dominion. Total dominion over the spirits, principalities, and powers. We are seated far above all. Far above all. That is where we are going to. Why the faith in the cross and faith by the cross is one of the strongest Faith in the cross, faith by the cross, faith by the word. Because Jesus lived by the word, walked by the word, and was the word. And was the word. So, let's go on. Verse 23. From this, man, from this man's descendants, God has brought to Israel the Savior, Jesus, as he promised. 
before the coming of Jesus. Jesus was a promise. The prophet spoke about him, prophet Isaiah. When we're done from this, I'll read a little bit of scripture and go back to Isaiah, showing that Jesus was a prophesied Messiah. He was spoken of by the prophets. It's very important for the prophets because the prophets say the mind of God. They say the words of God. They are the oracle of God. So, moving on, as we're going, I'm sorry if you're hearing little meows and meows. That's that's just a little distraction. Please do not take it into account. And let's not be distracted by that. In the name of Jesus. Yes, verse 24. Before the coming of Jesus... John preached repentance and baptism to all the people of Israel. As John was completing his work, he said, Who do you suppose I am? I am not the one you are looking for, but there is one coming after me whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. Fellow children of Abraham and you God-fearing Gentiles, it is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. The people of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize Jesus. Yet in condemning him, they fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. Lord, we bless the reading of your word. As we go into deep realms of your word, Lord, explain and speak to us. Show us why we need faith in the cross. Show us why we need to live by faith by the cross. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let us open our Bible to Luke chapter 1 verse 26. Luke chapter 1 verse 26 I'll be showing you where it all started and by which way did Jesus come making him a perfect being making him a perfect being glorious in all why Jesus is God I'll be showing you no other man has been born by this way only the son of man the son of David. Only him. Only him. Only him. Only him. Are you there? I'm setting up a little I'm setting up few scriptures that I'll be using so I won't move back and forth. Now Luke chapter 1 verse 26. The birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, before speaking about Jesus, we must speak about John the Baptist, who is the forerunner of Christ. In the book of Isaiah, he said, and a voice is screaming in the wilderness, repent for the kingdom of God is coming. And that voice is is John. So I can't speak about Jesus without speaking about John. Because now in this second coming of Christ, I'm skipping up a little bit. In the second coming of our of our master jesus we are to be a forerunner announce and tell the world about the lord god almighty that is what the lord said we are to be that voice screaming telling people if you don't know my master this is this this is this and this is this that's what we are but i skipped up forward have mercy on me let's go back to the world chapter 1 verse 26 in the sixth month of elizabeth's pregnancy god sent the angel Gabriel. The angel Gabriel is an angel 
He's a messenger of God. He brings the messages. He's the one that brings words to you. He brings revelation. Even in the book of Daniel, he, he, he came to Daniel and brought Daniel a message. The angel Gabriel signifies a message directly from the presence of God. Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Notice, he said, you who are highly favored. When God picks you for anything, you are highly favored. And that favor does not stop for once. You are favored till you leave this earth. So verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Mary, a mere mother, was wondering, how will an angel come and tell me, you who are highly favored? God has chosen you among Oh, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Now verse 30, and I said, But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. A miraculous. But she asked the question, since I am a virgin. Verse 35 says, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. At this time, Jesus has not come to die, so the Holy Spirit does not dwell inside Mary. So when he said the Holy Spirit will come on you, it was not a conjugal visit. It's the power of the Holy Ghost that falls upon you, the anointing from God himself. And the Holy Ghost will come on you and the power of the Most High. You can't, you can't receive the power of the Most High without the Holy Ghost coming on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you, will come over you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Jesus was conceived without sin. He wasn't conceived in the regular way which babies are conceived. He was born of the Spirit and by the power of the Holy Ghost. He was born of the Spirit and by the power of the Most High. The Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and Jesus was conceived. Then the angel continued to explain to her, Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. Elizabeth has passed the time of having children. So now the angel is giving her an example, letting her know, letting her know about the possibility. And he didn't just tell her, the words he now give her an example that someone else is also experiencing the same miracle that her, that she's passing through even elizabeth because she knows elizabeth elizabeth is a relative of her he said even elizabeth your relative is going to have a child in her old age and she was said to be unable to conceive 
is in her sixth month. Elizabeth is now six months gone. Someone who was not able to conceive was now able to conceive in her old age. For no word from God would never fail. From the previous episode, we spoke about the word of God. So the angel now said, For no word from God would ever fail. Then verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary and Sad. This is where we, we, we stopped last week. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. In the King James Version, he said, Let it be done to me according to your word. Very powerful. In the, new, in, in the NIV, he says, May your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left her. Mary, being a human, immediately went to visit Elizabeth. And at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary, this is the confirmation of the word that was given to her. The Lord always confirmed the word. When Elizabeth heard Mary, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her, the baby leaped in her womb. There was a reaction because John was born by the Spirit. So whatever is by the Holy Spirit, there will be a friction of a leaping inside you. You will be able to connect. When you have the Holy Ghost and you know which way, which way he walketh, you know when it's a manifestation of him, there is a leaping in you. This is also a way for you to connect and know false prophets, false men of God. If there is a leaping in you, if this word came from the Spirit or from the Holy Spirit, you will know. If you tune your relationship with the Holy Spirit and have a very good relationship with Him, you will know these things easily. Easily. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, this is what um, people call prophesying, and it's actually prophesying. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. A confirmation came and the Holy Spirit spoke through Mary. Because of the baby she's carrying is a prophet. So she now had the same anointing which flows through the baby. Because John grew as a John grew strongly in spirit. So did Jesus grew spirit. They had the Holy Spirit from birth. So now the, the, there was a possibility for for Elizabeth to be touched by the Holy Ghost and she will begin to speak and proclaim the word from the mouth of the Lord because for Mary to come and visit Elizabeth she was coming to confirm the word which was received to her she acted on the faith which she had which you will say faith without works is dead she acted on the faith which she had and she believed that every word that the Lord has said to her has been promised and that is where it happened. The beginning and how Jesus was conceived. It all happened in the beginning. Now in 
Luke chapter 2, we see the birth of Jesus and why it was more and still very miraculous. Excuse me. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, I would have spoken about the same vision that was given to Joseph, which made Joseph know that he has to be the son of this he has to be the son of jesus because it was prophesied in the book of the prophets that a stem from the rod of jesse will come out a stem from the rod of jesse will be the messiah and you see that joseph is a that is a descendant of david which is a stem of jesse so we see that that's the prophecy being fulfilled then in verse 5 he said he went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child while they were there the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn a son she wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them they had looked for everywhere they have looked, they tried to get, but there was nothing for the prophecy and the word of the Lord to be prophesied, to come to, pa- come to pass with all fulfillment according to how it was written. There was no availability of any room because it was said in the book of Isaiah, it was said, born in a manger. All these things were prophesied, so everything must be fulfilled. Every situation that has been happening has been according to the word of the Lord because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left him, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. That is the birth of Jesus. And Jesus grew. Jesus grew to be a wonderful man 
and Jesus began to learn the word. There was even a time that Jesus went to the synagogue to learn and he ended up teaching. Jesus read every bit of the word. When you see it in the book of John, we see it in the book of John. Um, we see it in the book of John. John 1 verse 1 to 14 said, verse 1, John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. So Jesus came as the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was God. So now Jesus was the word and when he came, he still read the word. You must read the word of God to understand. He was made flesh. The word was made flesh. Still, he still read the word. Is that not amazing? I've gone to check in all religion. Where the God will come and take flesh and still go and read about himself. So everything will be fulfilled according to what has been said by his prophets. Now we'll go to Isaiah 53. So everything will be said according to his prophets. Before we go into before we go into the journey of the cross. This, this is a preamble. I'm making you understand everything. I've searched and looked for every, any religion that the God will come in flesh, read his word, and still come and die and leave a gift and make it possible that you can live triumphantly and live a heavenly life on earth. I have not found any religion. That is why with all authority in the name of Jesus, I will always say Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a principal partnership of intimacy, closeness with your Lord thy God by the Spirit and of the Spirit. Who translates the word to you is the word. You cannot reach the dead letters and they will come up to you if you don't have the Holy Ghost. If the Holy Ghost does not open it to you, you cannot labor in flesh and expect results of the Spirit. You must labor in the Spirit and results of the Spirit to be given to you. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 1, he says he sends an angel to reveal things to his servants. So is how the revelation of Christ is given to us whom are his servants whom have been called his sons whom have been found worthy by the word by the word by the spirit is how revelations are born not by the mind not by your intelligence not by the English you know it's by the spirit the efficacy and the efficiency of the word comments by the spirit of the living God I say this with all authority in the name of Jesus there is no man on earth who will have a revelation of the word who is an and is correct and right in doctrine which did not come by the living God. He has had the encounter by the word and he was and he was translated to it 
by the living God. Only Jesus has the authority to translate you from darkness to light. Darkness is lack of revelation. Light is complete revelation. That's the God that we, we serve. A God that knoweth all. And a God that has kept all things into consideration. All things into consideration. Isaiah 53 from verse 1, we begin to see the prophecy of the journey Jesus would take for us on the cross. I'll be reading this to verse 10. Isaiah 53 verse 1. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? As I started from Acts 13, Paul also said, who has believed in our message? And to whom? Paul said, who has believed in our message? The message we preach, the gospel we preach, is what Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary. His walk to the cross and the things he did, the chastisement he received for you and I, that he made it possible for us to be called sons. The cross! The cross, faith by the cross, faith in the cross. Oh Lord, do I draw my strength from your cross. I look upon that old rugged cross, knowing that the cross has spoken all for me. I love the cross. I walk by the cross. I move by the cross. I am who I am today by the cross of the living God. Verse 2. Please do not be surprised or, or think I'm shouting too much. I love the cross. I encountered the cross. And my life had never been the same since I saw the cross and I knew the cross. So I'll always speak about the cross with all my heart. Verse 2. He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing is in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. The reason I can come and start saying, peace that separates all understanding is because of what Jesus passed through for me on the cross. It's because of what Jesus did for me on the cross. Is that's all. What made me worthy of that scripture of, is because I know what he did on the cross. When he said it was finished, all was finished. And by his wounds we are healed. In the King James Version he says, by his stripes we are healed. We were healed. Now in verse 6, we all like sheep have gone astray. We all went astray before we excuse me, before we came into the world, we had a relationship with Jesus, with God. He sent us as babies, 
as his, as his mind, as his thoughts, as babies, and he created us. And we came and we forgot who, we forgot our earthly, we forgot our heavenly relationship with him. So we came and all. Then verse 6 starts saying, and that is what we are. We all like sheep have gone astray. He is the one that came back and made us sons of God by dying for us on the cross and making us born again. If you're listening to this podcast today and you're not born again, at the end you will understand the importance of you being born again. Why it means so much for you to be born again. No man can enter the kingdom of God if he is not born again. So we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He passed through all all our iniquity was laid on him. So we could be called born again. This is the prophecy of Isaiah before Jesus was born. Verse 7, he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was like a lamb, it was like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers, is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Verse 8, by oppression and judgment he was taken away, yet who of his generation protested? No one. For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. All this Jesus did, so we can prosper. If I come and tell you I'm a billionaire today, it's because of what Jesus did for me on the cross. Don't no man can tell me anything. No man can say anything to me. Me being where I am right now is because of what Jesus passed through for me. He went according to this word, word for word, so it can come to pass according to the way it was written. I'm going to be starting from, I'm going to be reading Luke chapter 22 now. For me, I believe it is the beginning to the walk of, to the walk to the cross for the Lord. Where he started walking to the cross for me, that I would have loved to, I would have loved to say, oh, excuse me. Uh, I would have loved to start from the point where he had a triumphant entry in Jerusalem, Luke, Luke chapter 19, but it's a broad subject and for me to hit my points i will need time and my point is the cross i have started by i have started by telling you who jesus was i have started by letting you know that even paul spoke about the same thing in acts 13 verse 20 to 27 but i started from verse 16 and i read how Jesus was born and how he was conceived and how he was born. 
I would have loved to continue to tell you, for me, the journey of the cross started in Jerusalem when he had his triumphant entry. He made a statement when they told him, will you not tell your disciples to keep quiet? If you read the book of Luke, you will see that Jesus passed through a temptation where 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 the devil told him to turn stones to bread and in that same place now when he was having a triumphant entry they asked him that won't you tell your disciples to keep quiet and in that same place jesus said if they do if they keep quiet the stones from the ground will rise up and scream because that is what is say, being said in the heavens. So it showed me that Jesus had all authority to do all these things, all authority. But Jesus, killing his flesh, knew where his authority lied. Jesus is such a great God, such a wonderful man, such, such, such wonderful grace is he he that calleth himself grace could do and achieve all things and in all times he will show himself humble humi- so much humility he will wear the armor of everything he, he, he is everything to me i tell you i love jesus from the bottom of my heart i i i i, I see i dream and see all time in his presence all his greatness everything it comes from my love from Jesus and I charge you today when you listen to the to the story I'm about to tell you about the journey of the cross that I've been telling you let the love of Jesus Christ touch you let you know and have an encounter with him by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Luke chapter 22 I'll be starting from when Jesus spoke to Peter and I'll touch about a little subject about the importance of prayer briefly before I move on. Very brief. This might be another charge another time. It will be another subject another time. Probably if the Lord gives me the grace and mercy for that, we'll be touching on that. I'll be breezing through quickly because most of the things I've said, I've, I've began to say it in Isaiah 53. So I'll just touch on the little things that the Lord wants me to point out and I'll just do that. I'm sorry if I've begun to move a little bit faster. I'm way against time. But as the Spirit of the Lord moves, so will I always follow him. Luke chapter 22 verse 34. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. Then Jesus asked them, When I sent you without purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack nothing? Nothing, they answered. If you read earlier, in the earlier chapters, there was a time that Jesus sent them into the town and told them not to take bags and sandals and paws and they lacked nothing and they answered jesus nothing they answered verse 36 he said to them but now if you have a paws take it and also a bag and if you don't have a sword sell your cloak and buy one it is written and he was numbered with transgressors and i tell you that this must be fulfilled in me yes what is written about me is written is fulfillment you see that just said it is written he was quoting a part from the scriptures of isaiah because isaiah gave the full prophecy of everything that happened to jesus and the lord always preached from the part of isaiah for me and he always talks to me from there as well if he wants to tell me something that relates and shows him shows him more and that's also that also correlates with the new testament you see the bible is 
is a repetition of things that God says. So there will always be a scripture which confirms the other scripture. That's where you see that the Lord says, where two or three witnesses, my, you can confirm my word. So you see that the Lord is a confirmer of his word. He doesn't just speak to you and don't, doesn't say it to another person. There will always be a confirmation streak for you and there will be a time for you to have faith in the cross. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. The disciples said, See, Lord, here are two swords. That's enough, he replied. Jesus prays on the Mount of Olives. Now, this is the importance of prayer. Verse 39. You see, Jesus went as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. Jesus will always go to Mount Olives to go and pray. If you read up, if you if you have, please, I will advise you to read the Bible. Please go and take up and read up. I don't have much time to explain it, but every time when Jesus will always go and pray, he will go to Mount Olives. His disciples were used to always say him, go and pray in Mount Olives. They will know he had gone there to have communion with his father. As you know, in the conversation, about addiction we pointed out that Jesus was addicted to the father so shall we all always be he had the addiction of always having a secret place a secret time to spend with the Lord he always had it and no one can change it no man nothing can do that for me no one should take you away from the place of prayer ah thank you Holy Spirit my time is running out even from heaven heaven wants me to hit my point very well so he said praying that you will not fall into temptation he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them knelt down and prayed father if you are willing take this cup from me yet not my will but yours be done an angel from heaven appeared to strengthen him even in when jesus knew all the things that he will be passing through it was on mount olives here in verse 39 that the journey to the cross began because jesus began to kill his flesh to make sure that what was fulfilled in the scripture in isaiah 53 that he was taken as a sheep without slaughter that he mentioned and said nothing jesus killed himself here so when he passed through all the transgressions they will, he will pass through he will say nothing he will keep short. He began to kill his flesh here by prayer. The importance of prayer. When Jesus said, pray that you will not fall into temptation. Jesus was praying the prayer of praying that he will not fall into temptation. Temptation of not going according to the scripture. Because Jesus was the word and the word must be fulfilled upon him. And verse 44, it says, and being in anguish, he was strengthened by an angel in everything. We need to be strengthened by the host of heaven. A lot of people believe that prayer is on their self. But prayer is from heaven. If you rely on the strength of the Holy Ghost in prayer, you will never struggle with prayer. Never. It's not by you. And it says, and the word of the Lord came upon Zerubbabel. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the Spirit of the Lord. Anything that has to do with prayer, anything that has to do with your Christian spiritual work, do not hold by your power. Hold by the Spirit of the God. Hold by the Spirit of the living God. Go by Him. He is the strength which you derive. 
Jesus died so you could have him. Moving on. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like drops of blood. Jesus has already started losing blood here. He has started killing his flesh here. He has started being here in this place in Mount Olives. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let us lift up our hands and say, Lord Jesus, you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You are the one who healeth and the one who, who giveth. You are the one who maketh home. Lord Jesus, you are the one who stands by your people. Let your word be done upon our lives in the name of Jesus. My time is far spent. I'll finish this up in the next episode. Nashus keprat uskeveni. Eneska prakotonia. Yes, Holy Spirit. And sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer, went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. The reason they couldn't pray was because they were exhausted from sorrow. Sorrow because Jesus had told them what to be coming. These people have read the prophet's word, but they have seen Jesus so magnificent, healing the sick, raising up the dead. So they couldn't just take that their master will go down. They couldn't take it. They couldn't believe it. They couldn't accept it. They believed that it was not possible. Then they let the devil creep in. Whenever you find yourself drowning into sorrow, it will make you, you will not be able to pray. You will begin to sleep physically and spiritually. And that is where problem comes. That is where you fall into temptation. In verse 46, Jesus begins to say, Why are you sleeping? He asked them, get up and pray so that you would not fall into temptation. While he was still speaking, a crowd came upon, came up and the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, I will not be saying anything about this, I will be moving quickly. Verse 49, when Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen. They said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? Before they would know anything, but if they were praying not to fall into temptation, they wouldn't have done this. And and one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. If you read in the other accounts, you'll know that this was Peter that did this. And you'll know that if he had prayed not to fall into temptation, as Jesus had requested, he wouldn't have done this. But Jesus answered, no more of this. Jesus knew about all these things that will happen by the word and by revelation of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Jesus was the working word of knowledge. Jesus was the working word of wisdom. He knew everything that was to come to pass by the word and by the Spirit. By the word and by the Spirit. By the word and by the Spirit. Thou which knowest things, hear the word of the Lord. You must know things by the word, and you must know things by the Spirit, says the living God in Jesus' name. Then verse 52, Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple, God, and the elders who had come for him, 
Am I leading a rebellion that you have come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple court, and you did not lay a hand on me. But this is your hour when darkness reigns. This showed me that there is a designated area. All throughout Jesus' ministration, all throughout Jesus' ministry, he was always preaching to them in the same synagogue and they never came to do anything. But you see, they will always pick up a stone to try and stone Jesus and Jesus will be moved. You know, when I was growing up, they would always say, if they slap you in your cheek, turn the other one. But when I read the book of Mark, I never saw that. I saw the glory of God that no one can touch a king. And the Lord told me, you are a king. As a king, can you see a king, them slapping a king? If they slap a king, that king is not a true king. A true king is that which cannot be touched, which cannot be accessed. And whenever they picked up the stone to try and stone Jesus, Jesus would just shh. They won't know how he left, but he would just go. By the Spirit, he will leave. But now he tells them, when? But this is your hour when darkness reigns. This is a time when it is meant to happen. According to what was written, according to what was written, according to what was written, written in this word, I feel so much in my heart and my spirit. I want to continue this, but I want to say, whoever that has spoken a word upon your life that is not according to what was written, according to the word of the Lord upon your life, I speak by the authority in the name of Jesus and by the power and by the faith in the cross which I have. I wipe that away now in the name of Jesus. Anyone going through any situation that is not according to what the Lord said, and He said, and we may have our dead brought back to life, we should not experience death if we don't want it. I speak by the authority in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. At the end of this episode, we'll be having a testimony of a wonderful guest to testify of the encounter she received by the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Have a wonderful time. I'll be back. Let's listen to this testimony. Here's our wonderful testifier. Listen to the testimony and be blessed. Okay, so I have um, a little um, testimony of my faith. I, before I encountered um, the cross, I couldn't read the Bible very well. If I read it, I don't understand. I didn't have the Holy Spirit. But when I encountered the cross, it was a different aspect of my life. I spoke in tongues, but that was not enough. I began to read the scripture and it began to come alive bold to me I, I stay and the Holy Spirit tells me in the scripture mysteries behind them I I began to love God more 
than anything I could ever imagine. That first encounter is a treasure to me. A treasure to me that I hold so dearly. And it was the birth of my faith. It was the birth of my faith. There is nothing I can't do without putting God first. So that's like my um, testimony. That's my testimony. It's with God, everything is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for your testimony. There is no other faith. Faith in the cross and faith by the cross is the bedrock of all faith in our Christian journey. As the testifier has shared, so and how my own journey started as well. It all started from the cross. I urge all of us to know about the journey which Jesus took for us on the cross. What the Lord our God came to give us from the from the cross to redeem us, give us an expected end, a plan which he has bestowed for us. If you've not given your life to Christ and you would like to know Jesus the way we know Jesus, just say, Lord Jesus, give me this encounter in your cross. Let me see you and let me be more real to you. As you died for me on the cross, you took away my sins. I am no longer a sinner as I've come into you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, if you said that prayer, you are now born again. You are now welcome to the kingdom of the King of Kings. You can reach out to us with our several reach out outlets. We have a website and you can send us an email and we'll get back to you. Have a wonderful time and be blessed. The Lord shine his face upon you. Make his blessings to rain down upon you and be gracious unto you. In Jesus' name, amen.